surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Barcy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast we're aware of which bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilantism, which is Batman 66. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. And today, we're watching Season 2, Episode 30, The Bat's Kowtow, directed by James D. Clark and written by Stanley Ralph Ross. This episode originally aired December 15th, 1966, with guest villainous Catwoman, as played by Julie Newmar. Our one-sentence, run-on-sentence Wikipedia summary says, Catwoman gets her claws on a device capable of stealing people's voices, and uses this to steal the voices of English singing duo Chad and Jeremy to hold their country for ransom. It's absolutely as dumb as it sounds. Yeah, I was really counting on this one to to save it for the story you know really sometimes when the first episode kind of sucks and i made it clear i thought the first episode kind of sucked that the the second one really steps up and saves the day and this I one the, uh i was just yeah. like kind of along for the ride until steve allen involved himself in something that's far far below him catwoman's plot and then i was like now i'm just depressed <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. of all the episodes, you could have had Steve Allen on. He could have been, like, the, the coach when, like, Joker tried to throw a basketball game in his favor, who could have been like, you couldn't come up with a better plan than this? But no. Yeah, that would have been delightful. No, he's on this episode. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I guess there's no sense waiting. No, he... the sooner we get into it, the sooner it's over. <laughs> Yeah, we kick off the episode with a recap. Uh, we're back to a recap of just the death trap, thankfully, so they didn't go through and explain everything that happened, or in this case, didn't happen in the first episode. They I like just showed us. Bill Dozier read the script and was like, "I'm not recounting all this. I'm not saying any of these words." Yeah, let's just focus on the echo chamber. Yeah, where the drip of a faucet is magnified ten million times. So it's going to hurt your ears and your brain. I did like that he says, the sound is going to turn their brains to oatmeal. Yeah. I All I could think of watching the, the very blue spot on the drum where the faucet was dripping, it reminded me of a maxi pad commercial. Nice. Like always with wings, you know, but they always used like a viscous blue liquid instead of, you know. Given that it's you know? Catwoman, she probably got the idea from that. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of anyway. Yeah. So it's dripping away. They're going absolutely insane. Uh, 10 million times is a lot of sound amplification. I feel like that would just kill you. Yeah. 
or blow your eardrums up or something. Even if the sound of a of a, a drip was only one decibel, uh, that's going to make it 10 million decibels, uh, yeah. which I feel is like louder than the loudest thing could possibly be. Yeah, based on scanners, TV has taught me that just being stared at hard enough to make your head explode. So I would think you would have already been like, you know, blowed up by this. Yeah. So that's it. They're they're doomed. Basically. Yeah. That's pretty much it. They're dying the yeah, dumbest that's... death trap ever. Yeah. They should have died. Uh because the way they escape is stupid and it made me mad. Oh so, yeah. Dumb as hell. Yeah. The Batman is determined everything has a has a frequency, a sympathetic frequency. This room it should be the F sharp above high C. So, so it's a scree noise. Yeah, he goes, Aah! that's supposed to be the F sharp above high C. Uh and he does that for a, a few seconds and then the it just blows up. The death trap just explodes. If the F sharp above high C actually is the note that Batman makes, music should never have been a thing. Like people should have discovered it and just gone, ugh, no. Yeah. I blame Chad and Jeremy. so uh after that they they climb out they go back to back to untie each other's ropes that have them tied up and we get a funny little bit i enjoyed this was a good bit yeah Uh, robin says i think i'll be hard of hearing for a while and batman says what (laughs) and then he tries to tries to say that i said i think i'll be be hard of hearing for a while and then he's like yeah okay or whatever like little john that made me happy as a side note did you know little john has a has a home renovation show i did not but i hope he screams the entire time not the entire time but enough to be entertaining it's really good i I watch it now ever since i discovered it it's called little john wants to do what and yeah, it's great. I highly that recommend. Sounds it. great. That sounds like fine television. Yeah, you would like it. He's in it like enough. He's he's actually quite a smart dude and knows about design, so it's interesting. It's sort of like pimp my ride, but for a house, but then well done. It's not like, oh, I hear you like movies. Your toilet's now a popcorn machine. Like it's not like that. It's <laughs> We yeah, it's completely good. derailed, and I'm enjoying it so much more than this episode. Oh yeah, well I knew I, I had in my notes that I had to tell you about the Lil John show because I didn't think I had yet. <laughs> the notes say, "Find some way to derail this <laughs> shit." But that was a good that was a good bit between the two of them, and they're like both of them are like, "Oh yeah, I'll be hard of hearing for a while." They go into the other room again, where the guy that was Catwoman's goon that owns the dance studio is still in character, and they yeah, do another bit there. of. Sh- yeah, he's cleaning up the mess of the fight, which you never get to see. He's and I appreciate it. This. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's committed. He's still in character. Uh, and he does more shtick here. It's like, tell me everything. He's like, well, I was born to two parents that love, you know, like he goes off and it's just like, oh, yeah. Tell me everything. Enough. And he says, I was born a poor black child. Yeah, exactly. Life wasn't always easy for me. Um, <laughs> Batman just stares at him with horror. 
this this episode would be better if it was the Lil John renovation show or the jerk. Yeah, it is completely Both. segues. Like if they had just done like a dream sequence thing where the guy was like, I was born a small black child. And then it like and then you see it back. <laughs> and then at the very end they cut back and he's like, So to answer your question, I have no idea where Catwoman is, and then it just ends. <laughs> But in the meantime, we watched the movie The Jerk. Um, (laughs) So they get, what's Catwoman's plan? Oh, you're too late. They're stealing Chad and Jeremy's voices. And I said, ah, I forgot about those guys. I was like, thank God. Yeah. But then, for some reason, they're going to tie this guy up. Okay, we got to go stop Catwoman. Let's tie this guy up. And they tie him up with a broom? Yeah, did you that see that? Weird. They like put a broom really on his arms, and I'm like, you know, that's not tying him up, right? He could just yeah. drop, move his arms slightly, and that would fall, and he's untied. Yeah, yeah, that Maybe was their the strangest. Really but... did turn to oatmeal. I think so. They were like, so yeah. Billy Ralph Ross was like, listen, this whole thing is getting a little stale. So here's some new, weird, strange directions. <laughs> Tie him up with a with a single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat. <laughs> this, uh, this episode would also be improved if they flashed back to the B Sharps episode of The Simpsons. So, <laughs> yeah, the guy says, "I was born a small black child," and then it cuts back to the B Sharps, and he's not even there. <laughs> he's the one that got kicked out. He's Chief Wiggum, all across mm. America. People are watching their television and they're like, brilliant. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Gotham City Town Hall. Instead yes, of that, right. we get an entire Chad and Jeremy song and it is awful. Yeah, they're not the best. No. They're better at singing than they are at talking, at least. But uh. I'm not big on the British invasion, so I completely forgotten Chad, Chad and Jeremy existed. But their big hit was was this song that was like, I don't want to live in a world without love or something. So basically all their songs are like, ooh, feelings. And yet they're treated like, oh, the best rock band of all time. That was the best rock band of all time. You owe an apology to the entire African-American race and never do this again. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I've never heard of them. I didn't know they were popular. I didn't. I always see hated how they that could song, have been. so I didn't pay attention to who it was until I, until I was like, okay, so there's someone. I should look into this. And I was like, oh, this is those douchebags. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I I thought the British Invasion was was just the Beatles. I didn't know there was... Well, I mean, it basically takes out to British and it was the Beatles and the Stones and then everybody else was progressively worse. Well, well Chad and... Was pretty uh, good. Yeah. Chad and Jeremy are the Beatles of being pretty shitty on this show. Yeah. As Dana Gould so, said, they're the Beatles of being <laughs> terrible and boring. Exactly. So Catwoman uh, is the Hitler of wearing stupid glasses. <laughs> she is wearing stupid glasses. Uh yeah, they're seeing the dark cat glasses. And so absolutely dumb as hell. Like it looks like something you would buy a slow child at a theme park to make them stop crying. Yeah, no, they were dumb. 
they the performance is going on. She steals the voices from one side of the stage. Batman and Robin are on the other side of the stage watching her do this. And they're like, hey, uh, we should stop her. And they turn off the lights. And then they're like, oh, what? It's too dark in here. We can't see. No one can see in this. At least they can't see either. And Catwoman's like, yes, I can. These glasses make me see. Goodbye. And she runs away. And it was just a... It was stupid. And then Batman lights a candle as people were screaming and assumably like stomping on people who fell down and says, citizens, citizens. And he says, hello, fellow kids. It was weird. Yeah. He's like, we can't chase them. We have to stop this from turning into a riot or something. We got to, we owe it to the city. We got to, we got to restore order here. That's what he says. We have to restore order. So they fail completely and it just cuts away. Yeah, he lights a match, and then it, like, lights up the entire Gotham City Town Hall, and he's like, (laughs) citizens, please, please don't. And I don't know, I assume it worked. Yeah. There's only, there's only, like, moving on. Yeah, it wasn't really crowd control, and there's only, like, 30 actual people there, I think. (laughs) I like how the policeman's benevolence ball, and it's just full of teenagers. I know from watching Dragnet with Jack Webb, that policemen in the 60s wanted none of you people anywhere close to their buildings. Oh, yeah. Jack Webb would have been pissed if he went to the policeman's benevolence ball and there was a there was a teenager within six city blocks, much less in the building. Yeah, or some long-haired British freak. Yeah, he had gotten all mad yeah. and given one of his really clipped speeches like, you listen to me, you think you're really cool and hip and with it with your long hair and terrible songs, but you're not, and you ever will be. I love Jack Webb. Yeah, and then he like beats him with a phone book or something. Yeah, I absolutely love Jack Webb. Did you know they had to film all of his and all of his scenes where he had to like actually deliver dialogue before noon because he usually had liquid lunches and couldn't actually say them after lunch. Oh, but that sounds delightful. Yeah, I learned that from being a ghoul. He should have written an episode of Batman. Yeah, after like at three in the afternoon. Yeah. Anyhow, so, back to this terrible episode. Oh, right. Yeah. So they don't chase him. He restores order. Now we cut to the Alan Stevens show. Yeah. So it didn't take too long. me so much. Oh, God. Yeah. It didn't take long to replace Harry Ups. I mean, a, like, well, the room they used to tie up the goon could have replaced Harry Ups, but you went, <laughs> you went way above and beyond getting Steve Allen to do it. And I'm just disappointed that Steve Allen involved himself in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. I like that he's Alan Stevens, though. Yeah. Instead of Steve Allen. That's clever. Yeah, that seems like a Steve Allenism. So while they're they're chatting, Catwoman and the goons come in. Uh, there's actually a studio audience here, so they have to be careful because they don't want the studio audience to get shot. Because she's got her, like, sonic death ray gun or whatever it in the form a cat. of a cat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's... The goons are in. He actually is like, hold on a second. And then he cuts to an ad. He's like going to advertise his product. It was pretty funny. I admire that. Yeah, Steve Allen brings some professionalism to these proceedings. But still trying to... This episode is just full of other characters really trying to get their stuff in, you know? There's even one in the next scene. There's two of them in the next scene. There's the consulate and the butler. This is like eight different shows trying to punch their way out of Batman. 
Yeah, they might have been doing, yeah, maybe they were looking for new pilots to spin it off. This was a terrible plot to spin them off of. Yeah, sure was. So Catwoman reveals here she's she's going to hold because she's got Chad and Jeremy's voices. Uh, and she's going to ask for ransom from the country of England. She wants eight million pounds. And there's more another bit here. Again, pounds of what? So yeah, they're ransoming England because without those two guys' taxes, the whole empire is gonna crumble. Yeah, so fun fact for our listeners in Finland, the uh, tax rate, if you were like a, in a band in the 60s in England, was 90%, which is why the Beatles recorded the song Taxman. And if you're wondering, what was the point? Why would you even, one, start a band there, and two, keep working there? I don't know. I assume that's why the Rolling Stones moved to New York as soon as possible. Yeah, so that's it. The whole British Empire is going to going to crumble. Because of Chad and Jeremy. Yeah. That seems unlikely, but sure. Yeah. Not a fan. Uh, She uses a sneeze bomb to escape, and then they're gone. We cut to... The next scene is at the British consulate. With a character, of course. Of course. And he's all, Oh, well, I'm waiting for the... I'm waiting for the call to see what we're going to do about that situation. And then he gets it, and he's like, right, right, okay, right, quite. Hmm. Pip, pip. Uh, yeah, no ransom. Not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turns out Margaret Thatcher's already in power, and she said, let the hippies die. Yeah. So and that was... Like, uh, oh, uh, should we even bother to continue with this? And he's like, I don't care what you do, just leave. Yeah. And then the the butler comes in or whatever and says, uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to get out of here. Uh, you're super popular with the ladies and they've got the building surrounded. The ladies found out you were here. Now the building's surrounded. You cannot go out any of the entrances or exits. Yeah, so Batman, much like the Simpsons, predicted the future. In this instance, Batman predicted the January 6, 2021, I think it was, incident, <laughs> because that was also a thing where women rushed to the Capitol, but in this case, because they wanted to have sex with Donald Trump. At least I think that's what happened. That sounds like what's happening, yeah. So, no problem. We'll escape by climbing out the window. So they do yeah. the old reverse bat climb down the down the wall. Uh, I didn't recognize this guy, and I missed his name. They said his name. Don Ho. Like they said, <clears throat> okay, who's yeah. that? Um, he was a Hawaiian singer, basically. Like he basically sang Hawaiian type songs. His big hit was "Tiny Bubbles." Um, oh. yeah, it's it's basically like dentist office music. Interesting. Yeah, well, that was a step down from Lurch in the last episode. Yes, sure. absolutely. Ted Cassidy is so much cooler than Don Ho, but, you know, you get who you can. Like Steve Allen, who apparently needed some money. <laughs> well, everyone still wanted to be a part of this show at this point, probably. Yeah, people were so, just rushing in, and then they get stuck with this episode, and they're like, ugh, you don't have, like, you don't have another plot where Penguin starts a seafood restaurant or something? <laughs> yeah. I could, I could be a waiter. Yeah. So 
they go to Gordon's office, they're talking about what's going on. Chief O'Hara had to talk on the phone with Catwoman because Gordon still doesn't have his voice. But they thankfully he recorded the call, so they're going to take the tape to the bat sound analyzer. So they're back in the bat cave now to analyze the tape to find out if there's anything they can, any clues in the background noise to figure out where Catwoman could be. We get a weird long speech here by Batman about how the world would end without phones. Yeah, it was weird. It's like, like if everyone it completely stops for Batman to sell phones. Yeah, if the world because if people didn't have voices, they wouldn't need phones anymore. And without phones, all the people that work at the phone company would go out of business and would then they'd be penniless and jobless. And then the only way to communicate with people would be to see them face to face so then you'd have to travel to them so then the roads would be clogged and there'd be more traffic and pollution and then and it just goes on and on and on and it was just like wow i never want to live in a world without zinc again mr mcclure you know like it was a (laughs) (laughs) yes it was a full stop a whole episode comes to a crashing halt while batman explains to robin how the roads will shut down if you let if you lay off people at the phone company, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so after this speech, thankfully the bat sound analyzer does its job and spits out a piece of paper and tells yeah, them that's it's like ding, and Batman says, "Oh, thank God, I was out of sensible words." <laughs> Turns out the sound in the background is start making syllable noises. Moo, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sound in the background is three hair dryers. There's over yeah. 2,000 beauty salons in Gotham, so it's not enough time to narrow it down. Hey, hey, maybe that, uh, that losing your voice thing goes away on its own. Robin, you go check with Chad and Jeremy. It's like, no, not those guys again. And then I was like, wait a minute, you just left Commissioner Gordon's office and he couldn't talk. So, And he was the first one to lose his voice, really, other than that. Uh, Harry Ups. Yeah, nobody cares about him. He's presumably dead. Yeah, he probably killed himself for sure. So just check with Gordon instead. But no, that's fine. Uh, Chad and Jeremy are up sitting around with uh, Alfred and and Aunt Harriet. One of them writes a note that says, I want to go get my hair done at Ocean Brings Salon. I love this scene. They're like crying and they're like, I feel so sad. Only thing I feel better is getting a haircut. And Alfred raises his eyebrow and he's like, God, we fought a war for you people? <laughs> Basically. And and that's just it. That's I well, if those guys want to go to that hair salon, that must be where Catwoman is for some reason. Alfred's like, So you're the baby boom, are you? Well, if I ever get access to a time machine, I'm giving the nuclear codes to Hitler. <laughs> At least they can't talk, though. They're slightly less annoying when they're not talking. Yeah. Alfred um, Albert says that, too. He's like, At least they can't talk, Master Dick. Now, if only you would be silent. Uh, they like, go to the salon. charades like monkeys. <laughs> Ew, you like the monkeys? Yeah. They don't even play their own instruments. (laughs) And Alfred's like, well, it couldn't be worse than this. And they play their own. And that little girl's like, good point, sir. 
Uh, well, now I need to get a new lunch kit. Um, <laughs> I I love. I think my favorite thing about Catwoman or her her most redeeming quality is how much she doesn't like Robin. Yes. Oh, she hates Robin. Yeah. And she and talks about it quite a lot. Whole deal, and she wants him to go away forever. And she doesn't yeah. want to speak about him or hear about him again. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I like her. Yeah, that's that cheers me up. I mean, uh, I didn't need the 10 minutes worth of material that's coming up about how she and Batman are going to bone, but yeah, I liked this part. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, so Batman and Robin show up at the salon and a fight immediately breaks out. And when a fight immediately breaks out... It's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Them fighting words. During this hairdo hoop nanny, we get WAP, Zam, Pam, our old friend Eow with the tongue in the O-hole, Kapow, Whack, Zap, Clunt, and sloth. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Then a guy breaks a vase for no clear reason and the fight just sort of ends. I liked that part. So apparently there was lots of antiques around this store. And that one guy, the entire fight, was going around stopping things from getting knocked over and like protecting all the stuff. That was his whole thing in the background of the fight, was just making oh, sure okay, that I these missed that. I missed him doing antiques. That. Yeah, Catwoman yeah. even said. Don't break any of the antiques. And so that guy was the whole time was stopping things from getting knocked over. And was, the fight ends. It was great. I was distracted by how, how much Batman was kicking the shit out of people in a salon. I was like, I didn't realize how many ways there were to cripple a man instead of a beauty salon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fight was good. It was entertaining. Uh, and then that guy survives. All the antiques survive the fight thanks to the hard work of that one gentleman. And then, of course, because it wouldn't be this episode without rampant silliness, as soon as the fight's over, he's the one that knocks the vase over. You idiot. Yeah. Batman says, you stay here and watch these guys, Robin. I'll chase Catwoman by myself. And then Robin's he, like, chase... he's probably going to get all creepy and touchy-feely, so not, not a problem. Have a good time. Yeah, it, and it sure does. But first he follows her into an alley, and there's like a big red ladder and he doesn't see her anywhere in the alley and he does not look up. He just goes and like stands by it. And then she, of course, is just like halfway up the wall on the ladder, but he didn't see her because he's dumb. So and then she proves she demonstrates just how horribly unathletic her children are going to be by falling onto him in the most flaily way possible. Yeah, she attacks him. She pounces on him like a cat. Uh, an unathletic like, cat that had some sort yeah, of like a drunk where all of its like, leg pins were cut. Yeah, like a drunk cat. <laughs> yeah, she just like jumps on top of him. Imagine Garfield having a violent stroke because of all the lasagna he eats and falling off the table <laughs> onto Odie. That's what happens. That's basically what happened. Yeah. So, Batman, you've got two choices here. She's got her, her sonic kill gun and her voice stealing machine. And she's like, you want me to steal your voice or end your life? And he says, uh, 
yeah, you can kill me. I'd, I'd rather die. I'm not going to beg for my life. I'm too proud for that. Batman's like, like uh, I'll die horny. And at this point, you can just make a cringe face and hold it steady because we're in. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's awful. And like maybe Stanley Ralph Ross had a horny teenage son that snuck into his office and wrote in this part. I'm not sure. Like it, it was because it's pointless and just like weird. Uh, she's like, I can't kill you, Batman. And she falls just short of saying I love you, uh, which is, again, super out of the blue. Like, there's no reason for it. And smugly, this is, I did like this. Adam West is amazing when he's smug. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And he's like, you couldn't have killed me anyways, thanks to the anti-bat sonic device in my belt. It would have deflected your beam. Yeah, she's like, by anti-bat sonic device, do you mean this? And her hand moves a little camera, and you're just like, Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Yeah. She's like, hey, will you take me out on a date when I get out of jail? And he's like, uh, you'll probably be old by then, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll I see can't how you imagine look. any of this getting better over time, so probably not. Yeah. yeah. It's the eyebrows. Like, I don't know. And then she's like, well, how about a kiss? And he's into that. He's like, how he's about like, yeah. Spank? And you're like, oh, Christ. Yeah, well, because he says he's got a speech here again about like how kissing is really good and natural, and it's one of the greatest human things to do for humans. And also, yeah, I know people. There's people that kiss every day, and they turned out fine. Like it's I'm all about nature and natural things and things that go quick. And you're like, oh Christ. Yeah, it's so they're about to kiss, and. This becomes not characters anymore. Like there, this is Adam West finally gonna like, yeah, get some. You know what I mean? Absolutely like, absolutely know that Adam West and Julian Newmar walked off, like walked off the stage, the soundstage, and then just kept walking off the set. And Adam was like, "I'll be back in a while." Yeah, yeah, it was really obvious. So they're about to kiss, and then Robin pipes in as, he, as he would. Robin, a six-year-old boy says mush yeah it's like holy mush and then that's it robin robin is picking him up by the leg and using him to hit another guy over the head (laughs) i only like baseball like yeah it's weird baseball Uh, weirdly chad and jeremy yeah yeah that's the end of this is another chad and jeremy concert Alfred looks just exactly like the audience watching at home should the entire time. Yeah. He is yeah, that was, he was invited to this. He's like, this was my time. And I only came here on an obligation because I want to I want to have a job tomorrow. But I in the future, don't invite me to any more hippie groups. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was dumb and bad. But at least that's the end of the episode. No, no. Uh, Gordon somehow gets up into the balcony in spite of the fact that he lives in his office just in time to say something super gay about Batman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. He also <laughs> said his grandkids sent him there to watch this, and I, that's, it doesn't track that he yeah. would have grandchildren. His daughter is Yvonne Craig, who's going to actually bring some sense of, hey, she looks, looks like an attractive human female to this show next season. Um, 
so your daughter's Batgirl, but you have another kid who's old enough to have kids who care about Chad and Jeremy? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it doesn't track. And why didn't Maybe... they come to this? He's just lying. He's just yeah. lying. He's estranged from Barbara, so he's just lying. And he's like, my other kid, uh, Marbara, she's a big yeah. fan of Chad and Jeremy, has their lunchbox even. And she said for me to come and see them. And she said okay. she wasn't coming because she doesn't care for me, just like her mother. So here I am. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know the kid that loves me. Uh, she lives in Canada. She goes to another school. She lives in Canada. Yeah, her name is uh, Georgia Glass. And Bruce is like, wouldn't it be Gordon? And Gordon's like, no. Yeah, it's I. Yeah, she changed it out of contempt. <laughs> <laughs> What's her yeah. mom's name? Oh, Johnson. Yeah. She just picked the name Glass, so she's not a Gordon. Yeah, anything but that. Yeah. Yeah, next season, Barbara shows up, his daughter, who's Batgirl, and she works in a museum. Or not a museum, a library. Like, where did she learn how to read? It wasn't from her dad. No, she went, the, the apple fell far enough from that tree that she's a functioning human being. Yeah, she's going to be like... I mean, don't worry, Batman. The apple fell far, far from the tree. Like it fell off the tree, bounced, and rolled down the hill. Yeah, because when you think about it, Commissioner Gordon's no, no parent. He's no, no role model. He's he lives in his a office. Citizen. Yeah, his best friend's married to a potted plant. You know, <laughs> like there's no. Yeah, <laughs> not following him for life advice. Like if they made a movie about Gordon, you'd call it Hot Plate Man. <laughs> uh, well i guess that's the end of this episode then uh it's time to do our ratings yeah on the batman scale for his effectiveness as a crime fighter throughout this this episode uh, uh feels pretty low yeah, i was gonna say god almighty like two <laughs> yeah like, he cause... keeps looking for a way to quit doing it like oh so this is resolved then okay great can i stop <laughs> Yeah. Getting out of the death trap was bad. He followed the clues okay, which I guess could be like, that would put him at like a four just because he kind of half-assed followed the clues and figured out where to go and that was okay. But yeah, then the scene in the alley... Riddles, he showed us again that he can't do riddles. Oh, that's true. That takes a point off and then he loses another point for not looking up. I'm walking in this alley. I, I see a I see a ladder. I'm not going to look up that ladder and then he just got ambushed. So I'm going to, yeah, he's that's a two probably. Yeah, it's low. On the Robin scale for craziness, again, a scale from 6 to 10. Robin's pretty crazy. Yeah. He seems pretty, pretty, just barely, barely leashed. Yeah. He's, like, he didn't go over the top crazy, though. He's probably a, probably an 8. Yeah. 7 or an 8. Like, he was, he's just yelling at people and, being you have to remember that Robin once once espoused eugenics and then go backwards yeah. from there. That's backwards, yeah. So call it an eight. Yeah. On the Warden Crichton scale of progressive penology, we rate the uh, the plot, the scam, the scheme, the plan of the villain. Uh, this feels so, awfully low too. I mean, Batman voices tells to at one for... point this was her best plan yet. No, it's not. You're just trying to lie to her so you can have sex with her. Yeah, which 
is fine, but I don't know. None of her plans have really been that good. Stealing I mean, a book to find a treasure. Hideous. Yeah. Like, what is maybe a four? Yeah, it's Catwoman. I mean, I think Catwoman's plans, you have to start with five and go backward. Yeah. I mean, she's yes. not. She She's like the, the female version of Gordon. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, that does it for this episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. Yeah. We As always, you can follow us. Sort that we don't do anything with? Yeah, yeah. You can be the only one checking out uh, checking us out on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham, or on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham, or on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows, or at our show on shows.com. There's a posting there. Enjoy it. Yeah. Well, see you next time. I don't know who the next villain is, but it can't be any worse than this. Yeah. I think it's another one of the made up villains, but I forgot to check. Oh, maybe I did check. Is it the puzzler? I think it's the puzzler. It's the puzzler. Yeah, they couldn't get Frank Gorshin back for money reasons, and they hadn't met John Aston yet, so it's the puzzler. I don't know who plays the puzzler, but I'm excited to see it. I don't even know what the puzzler even looks like, so this will be a whole new experience. Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, and at least Catwoman's not involved. Yeah. Join us next time, folks. Till then, bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir King of Gotham.